Hello, everyone. In today's episode, Todd and I lament over the fact that we are unable to record our summer movie preview show. Remember going to a movie theater? Ah, memories. Those were the good old days before the year 2020 started acting like your drunk uncle at the family reunion. Well, Todd and I powered through the pain and shifted gears, creating a list that in this day and age feels just as important as a summer movie preview. We call it, I Want My Binge TV. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm here with my good friend, Todd, who typically is with me during movie stuff, and there are no movies anymore in the land. <laughs> sad face. No more movies. It's a really, that's a sad emoji face right there. It is. It is. Hollywood has shut down. That means no more Entertainment Weekly recaps, and Netflix is the king and Amazon is its queen when it comes to movies <laughs> and TV shows. So because Todd is the one who normally does all the movies and we were going to do spring movies, and of course that can't happen, we decided to let y'all know what we are binge watching. And so I'm calling this, I want my binge TV. No? Yes? See? You got it. You got it. 80% of the people are scratching their head right now going, what are you talking about? Well... That's the benefit of being a child of the eighties. So it's it's kind of like when you and uh, and some guy in Austin talked about I am going on sixteen and going on seventeen. Yeah. Like, of course, I cracked up when I heard him say it, and he was like, "There's three people getting it," and I was on my walk, and I was like, well, "I'm one of them." So. That's me. Shout out! <laughs> I'm the other one. <laughs> Well, as per the use, Todd's list is drastically different from my (laughs) list. So I feel like this is going to be just a well-rounded conversation from, you know, do you want to watch something all the way over here to the light side or all the way over there to the dark side? We've got you covered. So we're going to do stuff that we're binging or have binged during the quarantine or the stay at home. And then we have stuff on our radar that we have either heard about or interested in because of, you know, Netflix trailers just kind of suck you in. So we're going to tell you what we think is interesting that's going to be on our list. So Todd, why don't you go first and tell everybody what you've been binging? So these are in order of what I have been watching since stay at home started. So the first thing, and it took the country by storm the tiger king i watched it um i think it's only like seven episodes and one of my friends justin mentioned it to me and i was like huh that sounds weird and so i pulled it up on netflix and i saw the cover art and i was like huh i don't know i don't know about that (laughs) but sure enough it's a treat people it is a treat if you haven't watched it's a treat I mean, it's a treat in the way that, like, maybe good and plenty licorice candy is a treat for some people. Like, it's weird and it is disturbing, but, um, yeah, yeah. 
Were it's, you uh, one of the first ones to get on that bandwagon? I was probably in the, I was on the end of the first wave of it probably. Okay. So I wasn't, wasn't cutting edge by any means, but I watched it probably the second weekend of the quarantine. Wow. So I was pretty early on. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I'm one who has not watched it and it's not one of those things where, you know, I'm not on social media. I'm not, it's not that. I just, I... <laughs> I, I, there are so many other things that I wanted to watch instead of that. And then I thought, well, maybe I need to watch it from a pop culture standpoint to where I can be in the know at the water cooler when people are talking about it. And then enough time just went by where I went, nah. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of like you and Game of Thrones. Like, you know enough about Game of Thrones mm-hmm. to be literate. And I'm sure you know enough about Tiger King that yeah. if you have no interest, then, and dear listeners, if you have no interest, don't watch it. But. Mm-hmm. If you want to see a spectacle, you want to see some craziness. Now, keep in mind, I, I laugh at it. There are some disturbing and some very sad parts of it, too. Yeah. It is not all, it is not really funny in any way. Um, it's funny in the sense that, wow, this stuff is, is real. Yeah. It's so there's ridiculous. Some, there's some, there's, yeah. There's consequences to the realness of it. And that's where it gets a bit um, disturbing and sad. I just did not know that one could have um, a pride, maybe that's what they're called, of tigers in one's possession. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, it it is, um, I guess. But some of the things that they do are not legal, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. why it's Mm -hmm. a show. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. having a zoo is obviously legal, and that's basically what these are, right? Oh, that's what we call it. Okay. Yeah, it's a zoo of exotic cats. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just say that out loud and I'm like, okay. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay. The main one is in Oklahoma. There's one in Florida and there's one, I think it's in North Carolina. Okay. And and, um, they're all kind of at each other's throats, but they're all doing the same thing. And it's just (laughs) insanity. It's insanity. Well, I'm glad it was fun for the whole family there, Tiger King. Okay, my first one, I was way late on this bandwagon, is Schitt's Creek, S-C-H-I-T-T, apostrophe S, Schitt's Creek. It's the um, name of a town, so there's nothing funny business in that name, but somebody told me a long time ago, maybe it was Melanie Shankle saying, oh, I just love Schitt's Creek. I think it's great. And I was very super snotty judgy because uh, she was watching it on Pop TV. And I thought, well, Pop TV, nothing can be good on Pop TV. What's that? And I should have, I should have hopped on it because I know you watched it on Pop TV too, but I should have, I should have hopped no, on that. No, I band. didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay, good. Mm, no. I don't feel as I bad. No, no, no. I watched it on Netflix, and it was Jolie is who told me about it. That's where I le- first learned about it, and I binged it as soon as I got back to Houston. Gotcha. Because she told me how great it was. Yeah, but I watched it on Netflix, for sure. I watched it on <clears throat> Netflix as well and burned through it pretty fast. I will say the first couple of episodes of the first season were a little chunky for me, but I, our good friend Kristen said... You just got to power through and then you're going to love it. And these characters are going to endear themselves to you. And I thought, "Mm," again, in the first couple of episodes, I thought, I don't like these people. 
but that's what makes it so great because you yes. slowly start to like these people. The story is the Rose family. It's a wealthy to rags story. So they have all this money and everything is great. And it's a husband, wife and a daughter and a son. And then all of a sudden their business manager has taken everything. So they are plucked out of their, we have so much money. We don't know what to do with it lives and put in this tiny little town called Schitt's Creek because they own the town because the dad bought it as a joke for the son's <laughs> birthday one year. And so that's the only place they can go. So you have all their, their lifestyle is learning how to adapt to living differently. And they do it so well. I mean, of course, it's hard at first, but their character remains the same throughout. I mean, they, they soften a little bit. They're not as snotty or snooty, but they never really were snotty or snooty. They're just, whenever somebody passive aggressively says something to them that's negative, they go, oh, thank you, because they don't even receive anything <laughs> as a as not a compliment, because that's what I always get compliments. And so I'm thinking of Alexis just, and I'm doing my hands. I'm doing my hands like Alexis. Of course you are. Oh, my gosh. And... um. The dad, the dad is Eugene Levy, and his son on the show is Daniel Levy. So they are a true father-son duo. I think the son is the one who came up with the idea, and because his dad is a, a big-time movie star, actor, in a cult way, you know, he, mm -hmm. sure. he, he helped him along, and he, he did the first season, and then he handed over the reins to his son, so they did it, and it was it was great. I think the casting is incredible, and I think Catherine O'Hara as Mora is one of the best things in the world. And Laura and I are going to do a whole entire podcast over Schitt's Creek, but Mora is, and the way she pronounces things is one of my favorite things, and that she names her wigs is my second favorite thing about her. My favorite thing that she says is when she talks about the bebe. <laughs> <laughs> the bebe. What, what? How is your bebe? <laughs> <laughs> and then my other favorite part is when she and Daniel are making enchiladas and it yeah. says, <laughs> fold in the cheese. And he looks at her, he says, what does that mean? And she said, you fold in the cheese. Oh, next step is to fold in the cheese. What does that mean? What does fold in the cheese mean? He folds it in. I, I understand that, but how, how do you fold it? Do you fold it in half like a piece of paper and drop it in the pot, or what do you do? David, I cannot show you everything. Okay, well, can you show me one thing? You just, here's what you do. Uh -huh. You just fold it in. Okay, I don't know how to fold broken cheese like that. And I don't know how to be any clearer. You take that thing that's in your hand, uh -huh. and you... If you say fold in, one more time. It says fold it in. This is your recipe. You fold in the cheese then. Don't you dare. You fold it in. David! Oh, good. Now I see bubbles. David! What does burning smell like? This show attached itself to me so hard that I have since purchased a Rose Apothecary t-shirt that I had my t-shirt nice. girl make. Wow. Uh -huh. It is it is such a great ensemble cast. Like mm -hmm. they play so well together. I just love that show. Yes. It's great. Ping, 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 ping all over the place. It is also, like you said, on Netflix, but I believe the last season, which just ended, 
right as the quarantine started, which made me so sad for that whole entire cast because they didn't get to go and have their last hurrah with all of the late night hosts and everything. So that made me sad. But um, so it ended and they ended it on purpose when it was at uh, it was it might have even still been going up. It wasn't at the peak, but it, it might have still been going up and they chose to remove it while they were on a high. So everybody you wouldn't have that. Oh, they should have ended it two seasons ago. He purposely, Daniel purposely ended it on a high. And I really liked that. So the last season, you may have to purchase Eek on Amazon Prime or just wait for it to come out. They might even have reruns on Pop TV. Just make sure you watch them in order. Okay, what's your second one? Okay, my second one, I just finished it this past weekend. Um, It's Ozark Season 3. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little behind. I'm a little behind on Ozark because I had to rewatch season two. So really, I binged season two and three mm. um, in the course of about two weeks. And let me tell you, that is a dark yeah. two weeks right there. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know how you did that. I don't know how I did it either, mm. to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so are you familiar with the show? Did you watch any of it? No. But I am familiar with Jason Bateman, and I would like to keep him the Jason Bateman I know instead of whatever he's doing over there in the Ozarks. So here's the deal. First season came out, I think, in 2017, somewhere around there. Uh And I referred to it as Breaking Bad Light. Ah. Well, now that I've seen season two and three, I think I refer to Breaking Bad as Ozark Light. no. This show... There are a there's a handful of scenes in Breaking Bad that that made me react emotionally, like mm-hmm. you know, gave me some feels, right? Mm-hmm. In Ozark season three, I think there were three in the ten episodes. Like it wow. was intense, in so intense. Now Jason Bateman is really the same character that he is in Arrested Development. He's oh. that same. Well, hang on, let me <laughs> let me unpack that statement. Let's see. <laughs> He's, he is the straight guy, the guy that kind of keep tries to keep things in order, uh-huh. um, but but it's it, it's not a comedy. He's doing that in a very intense drama. Oh, um, and okay. Not he does not always succeed in keeping things in order. In fact, there wouldn't be a show if he was able to keep things in order. But that is his mentality. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to keep the family going. Uh-huh. That's an arrested development, but. Mm-hmm the things swirling around him and his family are literally matters of life and death. And it is, uh, if you like a good intense drama, go for it. If you don't stay away. (laughs) And if you don't like an intense drama and stay away and you want the exact opposite of that, might I suggest outer banks (laughs) because that's the OC meets the Goonies. And you couldn't ask for a better combination than that, in my opinion. Todd, have you watched The Outer Banks? I have watched two episodes, and I'm going to keep going. I like it. You can keep going. Again, the first episode, kind of hard to trudge through because all you're doing is learning names and terminology, and it gets a little confusing, and you think, meh, but you got to keep going, and it's really good. It is about a kid named John B., who 
lives by himself in a shack down by the water. Don't ask questions. We don't know how he has electricity. We don't know how he... It's fine. Don't worry about it. His dad has been missing for nine months or something and he's on a he's not on a quest to find his dad but he is a believer that his father has not died at sea as everyone else does but then oh my goodness a treasure comes into play that his dad was looking for and so john b feels like he needs to finish that so he he needs to find it because you know people have been looking for it for hundreds of years but he's confident he can find it and he has his band of misfit friends, one guy named Pope, who is the smart one, kind of like Data, mm-hmm. and the other one is JJ, <laughs> kind of like Mouth. He's the one that just gets yep. into trouble all the time, and you just want to shake him. And then you have Kia, Kiara, they call her Kia, Kaya. Yeah. She is um, in a twist. All these guys are poor. In a twist, she is a rich girl who doesn't like the rich girl lifestyle and she goes and she hangs out with them. They're called the Pogues. The Pogues. The Pogues. And then there's another rich girl who of course falls in love with John B because we have to have this Romeo Juliet thing. And I watched it. There's, there's, um, they overcome lots of obstacles, you know, with drugs and love and fights and, friendships and money and how rich keep getting richer and the poor can't catch a break. Not one person has a cell phone. Again, you don't need to pull at that thread. You just go with it. It's the Outer Banks. Don't ask questions. It's I not... had not even noticed because I've only seen two episodes, but that is mm-hmm. an amazing observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. one. I not wonder one. if they're trying to, I wonder if they're just trying to make themselves more timeless. And not tie themselves to the 2020. Yes, I think uh, that they're. I think it's twofold because Laura's the one that it drove her the nuts, the crazy. Because there's a lot of oh, I gotta run from somebody, (laughs) and she's like, does no one have a cell phone in this place? It's so funny. But there's it. It's even the like the the dad is a businessman, and the stepmom has real estate, and even they're not on a phone. Even nobody picks up an old timey phone on the wall or a cordless. No one, there's no way to contact anybody. You just, it's the olden days where they walk up and you say, where have you been? So, um, but the walkie talkies work. So that's a good thing to know. I, I do believe that it is, um, yes, they're probably trying to be timeless in, in a way ish because it is, it is current as much as I can think current can be it is Mm -hmm. but also I think not having cell phones helps our our storyline along because that you know if you had a if you had a phone all you'd have to do is like hey he's coming instead of like oh no right what's gonna happen where are they you've been gone for days you know so (laughs) again don't pull at the thread just write it and have fun and 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 guess all of all of what's gonna happen because i did and it's fun when you're right so todd what's your third one okay my third one I haven't been able to. I, don't, I haven't binged it because it's it's a uh, current season, but it's Westworld again, season three. Okay. And how much do you know about Westworld? I know nothing. You know much about that? Okay, so Westworld is this place in season one where you can go and you can entertain all your fantasies, whatever that may be, 
whether that's killing people or just being in control or whatever the case may be. But the, the people, and I'm using air quotes, that you're doing these things to that you kill or whatever are robots. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's not real, right? So that's season one. Well, then season two will like this weird mind game. Like I didn't understand it. The general consensus is people didn't understand what was going on in season two. Season three kind of picks up from there. And so I've been watching it because I'm committed, kind of like you and Laura. I'm not a quitter. Yeah, not a quitter. Mm -hmm. Not a quitter. Um, But it is, they're losing me. They're losing me fast. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah, it's it's complicated. I have to go in and I read recaps, Mm. not because I'm trying to get entertained, but because I like, I don't know what just happened. And so, uh, it, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's very futuristic. It's set. I guess it's set in the future. It, everything about it feels very futuristic. They've got self-driving cars everywhere and hmm. robots, right? So it's artificial intelligence. So yeah. in some ways it's a little bit depressing. It's also intense. Okay. Season three has, um, for listeners who liked Breaking Bad, has uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul is in it. Okay. And he's a great addition. Um, yeah, it's good, but it's confusing. And so, yeah, it's what I'm watching, but I, it's not my favorite thing that I've been watching. Okay, that's good to know. Where do you watch it? It's HBO. Okay. It's uh, one, the one that's not like the others. Everything else I watch is on, on Netflix. Okay, that's what I was going <laughs> to say, too, that the Outer Banks is on Netflix as well. All right. My third one is a show called Belgravia. And Laura's mom is the one who told us about that, which I thought was hilarious that she's all into the what's new now. And neither of us had heard of it. And she was she took great delight in going, well, here it is. And uh, our friend Rennell knew too. So I felt very weird that I had never even heard the word Belgravia. And it is by the same guy, Julian Fellows, who did Downton Abbey. So it's a okay. B- it's a BBC that has now come to um, America, and I'm not sure how all of this works, but it's on the it's on the the channel Epics that I don't think anybody gets. And then okay. it's a premium channel, and then somehow it ends up on Amazon Prime. We don't pay, I mean, we have Amazon Prime, but we don't pay any money to rent it or buy it or anything. So I'm not sure, but it also just drops weekly. So every Sunday night you get a new Belgravia and they just started. There are only two or three episodes out right now. And it is, (laughs) they're trying to say, oh, it's just like Downton Abbey, but it's not. He's trying to do an upstairs, downstairs thing and it's not working for me. But what does work for me is this family against this family. So imagine that you had a Downton Abbey family and then you had another family that was maybe four tiers or two tiers down from them. So this subfamily is invited to the parties, but only out of kindness or, oh, he does he he does our books or you know, he's our accountant. I don't know if they said accountant in the 19th century, but you get my gist. And he, he mm-hmm. he's the one who <laughs> it does this for us. So he the dad of that subfamily is kind of in with the rich, rich people, but also not. And so the whole entire thing is flashbacks from the ball that happened the night before Waterloo. 
And so all these people are together and you find out little storylines that spin off with what happened that night before Waterloo. So you see it and then you move to the future 25 years and then you see them now and then you go back to the, so it's a little bit confusing and I still don't know the names, but I am interested and I am invested. Now I got to know what happened to ABC D, but it's very secrets. Secrets are unraveled and... Oh, yeah. I love it when mm-hmm. secrets can never be known. That's right. Um, <laughs> is Belgravia a place? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, I think it is a well-to-do place in London, like a neighborhood maybe or a section of London. It's also based okay. on a book by the same name. But I'm not sure. I guess I guess the rich, rich people live in Belgravia. I should probably know that. Clearly, I didn't get it on episode one or two. But mm-hmm. okay. yes, I believe it is a neighborhood or a section or Interesting. something. Mm-hmm. You, you, piqued, you piqued my interest. I... Oh, yay. Hey, everyone. It's Lindsay coming to you from the future. Ooh, creepy. No, for real. I had to jump in here and edit my own self because since Todd and I recorded this, I have learned that only episodes one and two are available for free on Amazon. I was just really ambitious thinking that Epics would play it on their channel and then just give it to us for free on Amazon Prime, but mm, that didn't happen. So I've only watched episodes one and two. I don't know what happens next because I'm too cheap to buy a the rest of the episodes, and be the original channel that carries them. Full disclosure, I just wanted you to have all of the information so you could make an informed decision. And now back to the show. Yeah, for sure. That, that sounds like I might enjoy that. Nice. Yeah. Tell me your final <clears throat> one. Okay, my final one is a complete out of nothing like anything that I've ever mentioned on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's the Big Family Cooking Showdown. <laughs> love it. <laughs> don't know what it is, but I love it. Oh, you don't know what it is? I don't. So, fans of the Great British Bake Off, mm. mm-hmm. this is this is that, but it's family cooking. Okay, meaning so what? Like your family gets families? Together? Yeah. So it's families. It's like three people from a family. So sometimes it's three brothers. Sometimes it's. A aunt and her, you know, two nephews or whatever. Mm-hmm. Three people and they cook and they go head to head and they cook three different meals. And did, did you ever watch the, you watched the Great British Yeah, Bake-off. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, they're not all in one place like in the same way. Um, and the judges are not as fun as Paul Hollywood and Mary oh, Berry. Paul and, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hosts, I love both of the hosts. They're wonderful. One of them actually was on the Bake Off, Nadia. She was one of the girls that won the, the Bake Off one, hmm. one season. Anyway, it's just a lot of fun because I like to cook. So it, listeners, if you like to cook, um, you probably would enjoy watching this. Um, and then you just get to see some of the like fun things that families do and they're creative and the judges judge it. And anyway, it's great. It is good, clean Wholesome fun during a quarantine. Yay! Is it a BBC thing that right came up. to America? Um, yeah. Okay. It, I think it's the same makers as the Great British Bake Off. Actually, like it, it has that same exact feel okay. to it. Um, it's set in this beautiful place. It's not the same place as the Bake Off, but it's set somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Then they go to their homes, 
so like the first round they're in the, the main the big building and then they go to their individual homes wherever that is and they, they cook a meal for them in their homes which that's always fun because you can see how they live oh, yeah. then they come back and they cook another meal in the in the, the building anyway so it is fun it's like it's a great great distraction from intensity uh, because just like the Bake Off show, everyone's just so nice. Yes. It's just great. <laughs> and that's on Netflix, too? It is on Netflix, yeah. All right. I'm going to check that out. I like good, wholesome family fun. That's good. My yeah. last one is on the primetime TV. You can just tune into ABC every Monday night and watch <laughs> Listen to Your Heart. Yes. Because some people right now listening just skip over the Bachelor podcasts because they think, well, I don't watch The Bachelor, so I'm not going to listen to that. And I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. With that said, I would say you can tune into this because it's slightly different and it's only six episodes. So you can, it's fun. And we don't really know what it is, but that's okay. It's like the Outer Banks. They don't have cell phones. We don't know how this show works, but who cares? You're just having fun is what it is. You're just having fun. There is, it's like The Bachelor, so you're trying to find love, but a, a super-duper twist is you're also trying to find a duet partner so you, so you can win this right. singing part of the show, but you also have to fall in love at the same time. Because you're trying to be the next Beyonce and yes, and Jay-Z, of course. <laughs> Who isn't is my question to you, Todd. So they are, it's really, it's really funny because there's a bit of drama with player guys who are trying to work the system. But then Chris Harrison comes in and says, hey, you have to have your partner right now. So they all and couple up. And some people don't like their partners. If you're a good contestant, you fake it because you think my music career is on the line. If you're not a good contestant, you lean away when the boy tries to kiss you and the judges <laughs> go, oh, no, you are clearly not in love. You are out. So we have a few more episodes left. It's, it's one of those, it's so bad it's good that you have to watch it. It's not gross like Bachelor in Paradise. Um, you get to hear some good singing and music and I think it's fun. Don't you, Todd? You watch it. I do watch it. I do. And it is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it is. Absolutely. If any- and then an added, an added bonus is then you recap it on your podcast and those are a lot of fun. To yes. To. And they're, they're going to be probably more fun if you watched it. So, I mean, they're fun. <laughs> anyway, but they're going to be more fun if you watched it. So your listeners um, need to watch it and then listen to the podcast. My friend Susan tells me all the time, Susan, I know you're listening. My friend Susan tells me all the time, I don't even watch The Bachelor. And I listen to every single podcast and I laugh and laugh and laugh. And then she says that she'll picture these people in her mind and then she'll go google them and they're like oh that's not what i was picturing at all that that person (laughs) would look like so that's kind of fun but let me tell you some guy in austin and i banter back and forth about not the show half the time so half of it you're getting a recap and the other half he spins off in tangents you know you let him talk get it out it's quarantine time he needs an outlet (laughs) get it out Okay, Todd, now you said you had some stuff that's on your radar that you want to watch. Tell people, just go through them all right now. Give us your list of what has piqued your interest. Okay, I've got four. So the first one is called The English Game, also Julian Fellows. And this one is about the start, uh, maybe not the 
start, but a soccer, and it's, I think, England and Scotland. Don't know all the details of it, but it looks like it's that same, like you're saying, upstairs, downstairs. Well, in this way, it's probably pitting England and Scotland against mm-hmm, each other mm-hmm. and, uh, and how that all plays out. And I think there's probably a class warfare going on there, too, okay. um, between the two. Hey, guys, me again. While I was coming to you from the future, I thought I would ask future Todd what he thought about the English game. He highly recommends it. So watch it. Back to our show again. Uh, the next one is Waco, which is about the Branch Davidian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fictional show. It's not a documentary, but I can't wait to watch it. I've heard it's really good. Have you seen it? I have not, but our friend Anne said it was great. And she said Taylor Kish, I think that's how you say his last name, is phenomenal as David oh, Crush. And Oh, yeah, he's Tim Riggins, right? Yes, Tim Riggins. Mm. Okay. Then there's The Stranger which is another British show. And the only reason it's on my list is because it shows up as if you watch Ozark, you might watch Mer. Okay. And, and so the stranger's there and it, it, what it looks like is someone goes missing, I think. Um, and then chaos ensues, I guess. I don't know. I started uh-huh. watching the first episode and it, it looks good and it's British and I like all things British these days. So okay. there you go. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah, and then the last one that I have is called Amazing Interiors. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the show? I have not. So Amazing Interiors is people, they do something amazing inside their home. So you drive by and it just looks like a regular old bungalow home or a ranch home, whatever. But inside, it's like there's an aquarium. It's like life-size oh. huge or <laughs> something like that. Or like one of them, this guy has in his basement... He has this uh, legit Cubs, like um, Wrigley Field Cubs clubhouse. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he rents it out for parties and fundraisers. And the people are like, this is as cool as any downtown club in Chicago. Like, so it's like these amazing interiors of people's homes. That is so (laughs) weird. How did you stumble on that after the big family cooking showcase yeah you might you might like this and <laughs> and the the places are not all american so they'll go to somewhere in london and then like these people built a houseboat it was really amazing and then they'll go somewhere else like in you know ecuador maybe well maybe not ecuador, that is but, cool you know, anyway goes all over the world yeah so is it a series those are the four. or is it it is seasons okay i think it's just the one season and i think there was like maybe 10 episodes and each episode probably each episode explores three ish, maybe three or four different homes. Okay. And they're, they're short. It's only like a 30, 40 minute show. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. That's why Schitt's Creek was really nice too, because you could burn right through them. I forgot how much I loved a 30 minute sitcom. Nice. And all of yours are on Netflix. All of those are on Netflix. That is correct. My list is, Uh, Again, a little bit different. One thing that is on the radar that I've watched one episode of, but the others are recording, is The Baker and the Beauty or The Beauty and the Baker or something like that on ABC. And the only reason why I know it is because after Listen to Your Heart, it goes straight into that show. And it it has intrigued me. And so I'm going to give it a four or five episodes to see if it can it can suck me in i i wish the main girl acted a little better but i'm hopeful (laughs) that she's gonna punch it up in the future episodes 
The second one is Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Haven't watched it yet, but it's the Mindy Kaling created. I don't know if it's a sitcom or a movie now that I think about it. It might be a sitcom, but it's a, a young Indian girl in school nowadays and what and boy troubles and it feels very I, th- I want to say it's going to be like P.S. I love you movie but I don't think it is because it's rated uh, PG-14 which makes me think Ooh. they're probably going to have it's not going to be anything gross for, for high school kids but they're probably going to talk about more mature topics and maybe that's why they've made it pg-14 hey y'all me again last one the fast forward button was a little bit on my nerves so i didn't use it this time you are welcome i just wanted to say that i have since watched never have i ever it's very cute it's the language that makes it pg-14 so be aware of that there's a lot of um parental disrespect is how I'm going to put it too, but it gets better as it goes along and I would still recommend it. Back to the show. That was something that made me pause. So maybe watch it before you sit down with your kids and say, oh, Lindsay told me to watch this. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) My third one is Younger on Hulu. It's a series and there are several seasons of it and it is what my next Real binge is going to be our friend Stephanie has been telling me for months and months and months, watch Younger, watch Younger, watch Younger. You have to watch Younger. You will love Younger. Watch it, watch it, watch it. And I had been binging something else at the time, and so I was waiting till I finished that, and I think I'm going to finish that this week. So my plan is to start in on Younger. It's hard for me. I like to multitask when I binge. And so oh. I feel like I want to, well, no, 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 I shouldn't say that. That is completely wrong. It's half wrong. So it's, let's just say Shit's Creek. Yes, I watched the whole thing. Outer Banks. Yes, I watched the whole thing. They're new. Whenever I have something on in the background, I want that to be something I've seen a, a million, jillion times. And so whenever I say, oh, I just binged Heart of Dixie again, it was on in the background because I wanted something okay. on and I like to see what Wade is up to every once in a while and if he's shirtless <laughs> or not, but I know what's going on. So I don't have to pay attention. So I th- I'm going to have to find a time. And if Laura wants to watch it, then all is well. But if she's not interested in it, then I need to find a time on my own to binge it and that'll What's probably it be about? the right time from what i What's gather it, it is um a lady who is maybe near 40 or is 40 but she gets a job as a 26 year old and she's playing <laughs> that game <laughs> she's playing that game it, and and i believe it's in the publishing world which is why stephanie said you have got to watch this you will love it oh okay. yeah. yeah and i think the characters are fun and good and so i'm excited about that The last one is actually a movie that I think is worth purchasing. I believe I've said it maybe once or five times on this podcast, but Little Women is available now for purchase, the one with uh, Saoirse Ronan in it. And Mm -hmm. um, I probably, I have not purchased it yet, and but I did see it twice in the theaters, and I will more than likely purchase it. I think it's one of the best adaptations of Little Women, and I think Saoirse Ronan was robbed 
from the Academy Award yeah. she deserved. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's something that else. And, and uh, let me do one more quick plug. My sister uh, rented Trolls World Tour, and she said it was fun. So if you're, yeah, if, if you're wondering, but again, you have to rent it or, or buy it because it's it's sure. out. But get this. I heard that Trolls World... Did you hear how East Texas that came out? Trolls? I did. I, I loved it. I heard that Trolls has made a gabillion dollars. So yeah. much money. More than was anticipated than if they had been in the theater. Because yeah. that bad boy, DreamWorks, was smart. And they they shoved it out there right as the stay-at-home orders were put in place. And mm. everybody just sucked it up. And it it has made a bunch of money. So I don't know if it's great or if people were watching it in desperation. But Jamie said it was pretty good. So it might be worth trying to if you're looking for something for the little ones. Yeah. The, the headline I saw was, did Trolls World Tour um, end cinemas or something like that? Yeah. Basically saying, if a movie can make this much money, by doing what it did, yeah. then who's going to need to go to a theater? You know, well, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. We're going to go to theaters eventually. Because <laughs> uh, that's a sad thing to think that we won't, but we will. But they're just saying that it, movies can still be made and produced and sent out and people will watch them at home. Too. That's right. So. That is true. That was extenuating circumstances. So I don't think right. DreamWorks needs right. to hang their hat on it just yet, but not just yet. You're right. I, I love a big screen, a huge screen, and I love a dark room with a cushy chair uh-huh. and my feet up if I'm going to the fancy theater with my popcorn. <laughs> and I don't buy the popcorn. I bring my own And you're, I was going to say, candy and you're smuggled from, in candy. <laughs> I smuggled in candy with everybody has their own individual Ziploc baggies full of your favorite treats, whatever season That's we're right. in. That's so right. right now, that would be... Um, all red jelly beans. I don't know. We may want to hoard those for a little while longer. We're down to our last. <laughs> we're down to our last Reese's eggs. Reese's I have Reese's about eggs. five left. I have about. Oh, five it's just Wait, killing me. You're talking about the little Reese's pieces eggs yes. or the peanut butter eggs? No, Reese's pieces eggs. Oh, I have two bags in my office at work that I haven't been oh, to. Oh, tainted. <laughs> <laughs> You put those bad boys in your garage and let them sit there for 48 hours and then spray them down with Lysol. No, one, no one's been in my office. They're totally safe. Okay, I'm good. They're safe in a drawer? <laughs> They're safe in a cabinet, I Okay, think. well, then there well, you go. There you go. I don't no. know. The cabinet might be open. I'll wipe the bags down like I do all my other groceries. It's okay. fine. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> Get rid of the glitter, man. Get rid of the glitter. Get rid of the glitter. That's <laughs> Hey, thank y'all for listening. And if you're wondering about that glitter comment, it's something to do with pretending that glitter is all over your stuff. And that way you have to wipe it all off to get the glitter off, which is getting the COVID-19 virus off. So I realize that didn't make sense to most of you, but I will leave a link in the show notes to what in the world we're talking about. Make sure to check out all the show notes too, because we're going to have 
links to all of the trailers of the TV shows Todd and I are binging or want to binge. While you're there, you can also sign up for my newsletter. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and let us know your thoughts. And make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. that.